1 Corinthians chapter number 8. And this is what God gave me, 1 Corinthians 8 and 2. And I'm going to continue to put it out there because I believe this is why so many people don't know the word. This is why right now. In 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 2, we're going to put it on the screen when you get a chance. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 2, we are just going to read the King James today only. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 8, chapter 8, verse 2, is what we're waiting on. Verse 2 says, and if any man think he knoweth anything, he know nothing, nothing yet as he ought to know. Now that, that is so powerful because out of 44 years in ministry, I'm still a student and I'm still learning the word. And I'm still learning how much I thought was right. See? All right. Now, I'm willing to acknowledge that before, before the church I pastor. All right, let's go to work. Because you will never grow and learn if you never acknowledge you're wrong about something. All right? All right. Now, let's go to work. Now, go to Ephesians chapter 2. So you have to understand what we learned when we were growing up, when I'm saying that all people in, in before me, even all were so before me, we just been learning from others who we thought they knew. That's all we could do, you see? But then you come down to the Holy Ghost have to teach you now. Now you realize a lot of things you was taught was not right. All right, so let's move on. Ephesians chapter 2 told you how you were saved. We're going to be looking at two verses uh, and that's verse 5 and verse 8, because we did this last week. Verse 5, read. Even when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ, by grace you are saved. Say that with me. By grace, by grace. I, am. I am. See, you, he's, he's telling them you are, but you, when you read it back to you, it's I am. By grace, I am saved. Say it again. By grace, I am saved. Now go down to verse 8. He's going to tell you how you were saved. See, he's showing you first what God did for you. By grace, you are saved. This is how God saved you. He saved you at the cross. By grace, you are saved. Then he's going to tell you how to get it from, from there to you. So verse 8 says, are you there? All right. For by grace, are you saved through faith? So now he's going to tell you how to get it from, the, from God doing it to you receiving it. Do everybody understand what I just said? All right. See, God did it. By grace, you are saved. God did it. But how you get it to you? You get it to you through faith. For by grace are you saved through faith. That's not of yourself. It's the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus on the good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. All right. Now, let's do this. Let's give you our subject first. And to do that, I'm going to the book of Romans. Now, I just showed you you are saved. And I already showed you that the reason why so many people think they have the Holy Spirit, hear me real good. There are so many people think they have the Holy Spirit and don't. And the reason why is they think they saved and they're not. I'm telling you, I'm saying this because this is something I had to learn. And when the Holy Spirit, when you get the Holy Spirit, you know, nobody else got to tell you that day because you'll get a chance to meet the I am. There's a teaching I taught many, many, many years ago, meeting the I am. You would meet him. You would know. See? 
So that's not, it's not a guessing game after that. All right. But if anybody's in the house and if he's in the house, you know. All right. So what I want to do now is go, go to what I'm teaching there. I'm giving you this here because you got to hold on to this. I'm getting ready to show you the difference between the church of God and the body of Christ. All right. Now let's go to uh, Romans. And we're going to go back to Romans. Now, now I, I want to say this to you. I'm going to be spending some time here. Romans chapter 8, the latter part anyway. Romans chapter 9, Romans chapter 10, Romans chapter 11. When Paul taught this, he taught this about Israel's salvation. That's the first thing I want you to see. So let's go back to, to Romans. And we're going to, we're going to do verse number 11. We're going to start off with 11 because we're going to do 11 to 8, 8 to 11. We're going to fluctuate right there. All right. So let's start verse 1. Come back to your camera. Romans chapter 11, verse 1. This is how we're going to get our subject. I'm going to do verse 11 first. I'm sorry. What did I just say? I'm going to start with chapter 11 first now. Romans chapter 11, verse 1. All right, Romans chapter 11, verse 1, back there, guys. Okay, verse 1. I say then, has God cast away his people? Are you there? All right. I say then, has God cast away his people? God forbid. Certainly not. I am also an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people, watch this, which he foreknew. Would you not what the scripture says of, of Elias? How he make it intercessions to God or against Israel saying, Lord, they have killed our prophets, dig down that altar, and I am left alone. And they seek my life. But what said the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men whom I have whom have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so, then, at this present time, 2,000 years ago, also there is a remnant according to the election of grace. There is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it's no more works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, there's no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more grace. What then? Israel has not obtained that which he seeketh for, but the election has obtained it. All Israel at that time had not obtained it, but the election hath attained it, and the rest were blinded. So don't forget that verse, powerful verse. According as it is written, God has given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear until this day, 2,000 years ago, to this day. All right? Now, verse 9, and David said, let the table be a snare and a trap and a stumbling block and a recompense under them. Let their eyes be darkened that they may not see and bow down their back all way. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid. 
but rather through their fall, salvation has come to the Gentiles for to provoke them to jealousy. Now, if the fall of them be the riches of the world and the diminishing of them, the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? All right. Now, I'm going to be talking on chosen by grace. You just heard the word election. Now, you have to understand this. this, is a, this if you can get this right here, man, this is, half, this is more than a half of, of the Bible. More than a half. Because chosen by grace. Now, I'm, I'm saying this because you have to understand how to rightly divide the word of truth. That's what I've been telling you over and over and over. Let me just get that verse one more time. Second Timothy, you got to know how to divide the word. I have not found, and I'm not saying this to pat myself on the back, but I have not found many people know how to rightly divide the word of truth. Because first of all, everything you read in the Bible you have to know how, you have to understand the Apostle Paul when he's saying to Israel and when he's saying something to the Jews or to, to the church of God, I'm sorry, and when he says something to the body of Christ. That's what it means to rightly divide the word of truth. To rightly divide the word of truth, you have to know that they were, they were saved, they were, that we were saved by grace, they were chosen by grace. Now, now, I'm going to give you that. You're going to see it in the Word today. Now, 2 Timothy uh, 2.15. Let's read one verse. 2 Timothy 2.15. This is what Paul said to Timothy. What's a powerful verse? Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly divide the word of truth. Now, we know what the word of truth is because that's Ephesians chapter 1. Isn't it? Let's go there. Uh, Ephesians chapter 1. We know what the word of truth is. See, I want to remind you that the, the new covenant is the revelation of the old covenant. There's nothing else in the new covenant that's not in the old. The new covenant is just revealed the old. Do everybody understand? What, so you don't go out and add stuff and say, this is what's going on. And like you hear some folks saying prophecy about America. See, all that's just lies. Just, just don't worry about it. The Old Testament is about Israel. Matter of fact, Old Testament is about Israel from Genesis 1 and 1. See, I'm going to take you so far, but I can't take you back there yet. You're not ready for it. But the Old Testament is about Israel, about the creation, about revelation, about the destruction of those that did not want, want Christ, and also... The, the, the new heaven and new earth. It went from creation of the first heaven and first earth, which is Israel, to the destruction of Israel and the choosing of the new heaven and the new earth. All oh, that's about Israel. And God also showed how he saved the Gentiles. See, that's what this Bible is about. The Old Testament people, the Old Testament people God used Israel to bring in righteousness and to bring in his son, Christ. So you have to know what it was there for. All right? Now, let's move on. So the Bible is not about anything else. All right. So I told you to go to what book now? Ephesians chapter 1. Now, 
I want to start reading with Ephesians 1 because I'm going to be t teaching on this uh, when I get into uh, some of the things. So I'm just going to take a moment now and just, and just show you what I'm talking about. Now, chosen by grace, you want to write down some words. Uh, let, go, let's go back to Ephesians uh, 1.13. I'm not going to get to Ephesians yet. But look at Ephesians chapter 1 because I want to show you the right to divide the word of truth. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13 and 14. Just two verses. So if you're going to write the divide the word of truth, you have to know what, only what Paul preached is the word of truth. Then he said again, only what Paul preached is the word of truth. But he preached to the church of God, which were Jews, and then he preached to the body of Christ, which were Gentiles. That's what you got to understand. So in, in, in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 13, says, in whom, now you have, you have to, let me do something with you. Uh, let me give you a little of this. Uh, it's hard to do it that way. But I'm going I'm 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 to at least give you verse 12. Okay, because I want to show you the changeover. From verse 1 to verse 12 is to the Jewish believer. When he started talking to us, he's in verse 13. Now, remember I told you that. I'm going to be able to show you that soon. So if I go to verse 11, verse 12, he's going to say we. Now, Paul is talking about Jews. That we should be to the praise of his glory. Watch this. Who first trusted in Christ. Now, remember, the Jews first and then the Gentiles. First the Jews, then the Gentiles. Why? Because they the first to trust in Christ. See, we didn't trust in Christ before the Jews. You know that, right? All right. All right, so he said that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. Now he's going to switch, watch this, verse 13. In whom you, see he, not, he just said we first, now he's going to say in whom you also trusted. Well, when do we trust? After we heard the word of truth, the gospel of our salvation, in whom also after you believed, so we heard we believe we were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance unto the redemption of the person's possession unto the praise of his glory. So he told us how we were saved, but that's not talking to them. So when if I go back and read verse 1 now, let's go back and read verse 1, because if you can get this, you're going to understand the Bible more you ever have before in your life. And you can't do that without the Holy Spirit. All right, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 1. I'm going to come to your camera again. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 1. I'm going to, to this camera because I, I, I want you to really hear this. When I talk about Israel, and I'm going to show you, their salvation was totally different than ours. When Paul talked to us about being saved, he talked about us, of God putting us in Christ. And I'm going to show you that they were already in Christ. Amen. You were created in Christ at the cross. They were created in Christ, watch this, before the foundation of the world. Because they were created in Christ in Genesis 1 and 1. So when God started Genesis 1 and 1, you know who he was talking about? In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. So if you realize that he's talking about Israel there. 
And at the end of the, of the book, he's talking about Israel. So you got to understand, their, their plan was salvation, but they were, they were cho chosen, and then there were some that were called. So you know, I'm going to be doing a teaching on that. Many are called, but few are chosen. And I'm dealing with the chosen today. I'm just going to teach you Israel's salvation for the next few weeks. All right? Hope you, hope you, hope you got time. All right, now let's go to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1. Now listen to the wording. Listen to the wording. I, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, watch this, to the saints. So you got you to gotta get some straight that we ain't the saints. Right? The church of God are called the saints. You, the body of Christ. Now, why is that so important? Because in the body of Christ, there's neither male nor female, born or free. You're all one in Christ. You understand? But they were the saints. They were raised from the dead as a nation. They were saved as a nation. See, you got to understand. Listen, anytime I'm not gone, anytime that Israel did something, it could be one person. And it affected the whole body. When one man did wrong, just like in Adam, when Adam did wrong, that's why you see the Israel coming on down the line. Adam was, one of, Adam was the first man in Israel. So when he did wrong, it affected everybody. It wasn't just Adam. You go all the way down through the whole lineage of Israel. When they went across into, to take, when Joshua took them over and they went into Ai to take Ai, one man stole a Babylonian's garment and all Israel was defeated. See, old covenant, it was one man's sin. And new covenant is one man obedience. See, you have to know the difference in the covenant. And that one man came all the way from Adam. See, you did not become a sinner because you did something. You became a sinner because what Adam did. That's Romans 5 and 8. Put it on the screen, Romans 5 and 19. So you have to understand the difference in the, in the, in the two covenants is what I want to show you. Romans chapter 5 and verse number 19. Just one verse. For as by one man disobedience. Romans chapter 5 verse 19. For by one man disobedience, watch this, many were made sinners. But by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. See, you were made righteous by one man because you were made a sinner by one man. See, an old covenant is what one man did. It, it, everybody was a part of it. That's how the old covenant worked. So that's why when Jesus came, he came to die as one man for all men. Because Adam sinned one man for all men. Now let's go back to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, Paul says, Paul, the apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, he's writing to the saints. So you got to understand when you read this, I know we quote it because I'm going to do another teaching in here. We are partakers of their grace. See, they were chosen by grace. We were saved by grace. They are the real olive tree. We were grafted in. 
But we can quote them what, they, what God gave them because we are partakers. Okay. So Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1, Paul, the apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints, church of God, which is at Ephesus, and the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you in peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And verse number four, according, here we go. According as he has chosen us in him. That is not us. You were not chosen. So that's why I'm teaching on chosen by grace. See, the word election in Romans 11 and 7, I'm going to go there in a moment, it said the election of grace. Well, the election of grace means you were chosen in grace. I'm sorry, Israel was chosen in grace. You were saved by grace. All right. According as he has chosen, according as he has chosen, us. Now Paul is writing and he used the word us because he's a Jew. God chose us in him, watch this, before the foundation of the world. Well, when were you saved by grace? At the cross. See? That we should be, watch, watch, watch these people that were chosen. That we should be holy without blame before him in love. Now, that's their covenant. They were chosen in love. They were blameless in love. They were holy in love. That was Israel. Watch what he says about them. Having predestinated us. Now, just think about it. They were predestined to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of his glory, to the praise of his grace, I'm sorry, to the praise of the glory of his grace, watch this, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. Now, it doesn't mean we were not accepted in Christ, but I'm showing you that it, this is about them. Verse number seven, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he has abounded, watch this, toward us, in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will or according his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together, talk about all Israel, he's going to gather them together in one, in Christ, all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and that are in earth, even in him. See, that's what Paul told him, that's what he did. And I'm going to show you, that's why Acts 10.42 talks about that, well, he's talking about the quick and the dead. He gathered all in Christ. That's why Thessalonians talk about when he returned. He gathered them all together in Christ. In whom also we have obtained. Now, that's why I want to get to this, because that's the difference in Acts 26. In Acts 26, that's why Paul said, open their eyes, turn them from darkness to light, turn them from the power of Satan to God, that they may inherit, see, they might obtain the inheritance that's in the saints. See, the saints already have, watch this, in whom we have obtained an inheritance because they were predestinated. 
They were predestinated according to the purpose of him that worketh all things after counsel of his own will. That we, still talking about Jews, Paul says, should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. Then in the next verse says, in whom you also. See, that word trusted there has to do with continue. The word trust means to continue in believing. That's why you see a whole lot of folks used to go to church, but they won't continue. And you got to understand the first word he says is trust. Because when you don't continue, guess what? You don't trust. And that's what a lot of people going on. They say, well, I'm saying, see, you're not trusting. The Bible says you trust. You go back to 1 Corinthians 15. Watch what he tell you. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians 15. We read this all the time. Moreover, brethren. See, that's a lot of people don't realize, well, I ain't going to church, man. I get what See, you're not trusting no more. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 1. I, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received, and where you stand, by which you are, by which you are saved, if you do what? Keep in bearing with me, keep trusting. Let me move on. All right. Now, what I want to show you, first of all, under this chosen by grace, and I want to show you that Israel was chosen by grace. And I, want to, I, I gave you uh, Romans chapter 11. Now, I want to, let, let's go to Romans chapter 11. Let me just put a little bit here in verse 1 again. I want to show you something I want you to mark in your Bible. And because we want to look at this in Romans chapter 11 and verse number 1, you see the word his people. So you want to mark that word, his people. Romans 11 2 says, God has not cast away his people. So all, all through there, you will see the word his people. I'm going to show you a lot of those in, as we go along. But let's go all the way back, first of all, uh, to uh, Romans. Well, I'm not going to do Romans. I'm going all the way back. Deuteronomy. Let's go all the way back to Deuteronomy chapter 7. And we want to look at verse 6 through 10. What I want to show you today is everything God says about Israel, it shall be saved. There's nowhere God talks about you shall be saved. And you got people full of churches today, packed. And his message is shall be saved. But they don't know. So don't get caught up on crowd because the Lord already told you how that worked. All right. Matthew chapter 7, you get a chance to read it. All right. In the, day, in the days of Noah, it was eight people saved. <laughs> Think about it. All right. Now, let's go to work. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6. Come to your camp. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6. God chose them. I'm going to show you their salvation was totally different than yours. Israel's salvation was not based or predicated on saving their souls because they were already chosen. 
So all the words talking about shall be saved is not talking about like he's talking about you, born again. He's not talking about being born again. So when people talk about Romans 10, 9 and 10, he's talking about saving from wrath. He's talking about saving from your enemy. He's not talking about you being saved like born again. See, when God saved the word, how many know what the word, definition for the word saved? Give a chance, Google it. I'll give you a chance. You got to at least know, deliver Thank you. See, if you are saved, you've been delivered. He delivered you from your flesh. He delivered you from sin. He delivered you from death. See, that's the same thing happening. If you know what it means, the same thing means when God put uh, Adam, I'm not Adam, but Noah in the ark. Eight souls were what? Saved. Now, eight souls didn't get born again. Do you see what I mean? Eight souls were saved. What? They were saved from the storms of life. They were saved from the flood. See, all that still means saved. So you got to understand when God rescued us and put us in Christ, he saved us. You don't have the spirit because you're saved is what I'm trying to tell you. See, we take the word, I'm saved, we, that means we got the Holy Ghost. No, you don't have the spirit yet. He saved you so you can. All right, you got to think this way. Was Adam, was, when God created Adam, that's what created because he created you too. When he created Adam, was Adam saved? No, 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 listen now. You, you're saying it right. Did Adam have the spirit? That's what you mean. No, right? Let me ask you a question. When God created Adam, did Adam have a spirit? How do you know? Because the Bible said he had never ate of the tree of life, right? But he was created. Come on, he was what? He was created, but he didn't have the Holy Spirit. See, you don't take the word saved. That's the same word as created. God created us in Christ. He saved us in Christ. But you don't get the Holy Spirit until you believe the gospel. Do everybody understand that? That's why Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14, after you heard, after you trusted, you heard, you believe the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, then that's when God sealed you with the Holy Spirit. That's all I'm saying. Don't, don't, get, don't get these mixed up. Because, see, we got people been telling you all your life, oh, 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 you believe in once saved, always saved? And then you got some folks over here, you need to come over here and get saved. Then they tell me you get baptized in water in Jesus' name so you can be saved. Can't you see how ignorant that is now? You are a new creation is how God saved you, but you still don't have the Holy Spirit. All right. And then you got people tell you, do you speak in tongues? If you don't, you ain't saved. How many ever heard of that? That's, that's why I always like, I ain't saved. Boy, you don't speak in tongues. You ain't saved. See, saved me a new creature. And God did that at the cross. Come on, clap your hand. Thank God for that. All right, Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6. Now, watch what God said about Israel before you met them. Now, we're not, this is the key, this is the key right here. God's not talking about what they're doing over there today. I hope you really hear me today. See, what man has done, man has tried to extend the Bible 
to favor the people in the 21st century. No, 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 no. This ended 2,000 years ago. And at the back of it, it say you can't add to it. So the people, most religious leaders today, want to include Israel of the day with Israel 2,000 years ago. No, 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 that covenant's over. See, all of this happened under the, the covenant that was given to Israel. I'm going to go to that in a moment when I get to, when I get to uh, show it to you in the Word of God. Romans 9 and 4, I'm going to show it to you. See, that covenant ended, and the dispensation of grace has begun. So under the dispensation of grace, under the dispensation of grace, I'm covering your camera, under the dispensation of grace, everybody got to be saved by the cross. Through faith, through the preaching of the gospel of Christ. Everybody. That's why Paul gave it. Look, look at Romans 1.16 on your screen if you would put it up for me. See, that's why Paul was preaching to them. And he said, well, they were like, what are we supposed to do now? Because they, they missed out. They had a chance to be saved. I'm going to show you that. Israel had a chance to be saved. Now, the only way they can be saved in the dispensation of grace is Romans 1.16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Romans 1.16, whenever you get ready. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Nobody can be saved anymore without the preaching of the cross. And yet, and yet people are still telling those people don't worry about you are created. No, no. You are chosen. Don't worry about it. God going to come back and get you. You think about how many people die and go into hell. Because people are telling them, don't worry. You got folk in the church today still being leaving. God going to come back and get them. See, if God coming back and get you, then you don't have, you're not trusting the Christ that's in you. You're waiting to be delivered. See, you wait to be saved. You're still on shall be saved. <laughs> you don't believe you are saved. Because if you are saved, you would make sure you find the tree of life. And that's why people think this is just a game. But listen, if you don't find the tree of life, you are no different from Adam. You know what happened to Adam, then he got put out of the garden and he died. But thanks be to God, because he was Adam, God, watch what God did. He killed the lamb. And he took the clothing from the lamb and closed them before he put them out of the garden. You don't get that. All right. Now let's move on. Look at Deuteronomy. We're coming, coming back to your camera. Deuteronomy chapter 7. Now we're here. All right, Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6. I want to make sure we get it down in the back. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6. Watch what God said to them. Thou art an holy people. Not, not, not going to be. Thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God has chosen you. Chosen. Now, I, I, I showed you. He chose them in Christ before the foundation of the world. That's why when you read Genesis 1 and 1, that's who he's talking about. 
Thou art the holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God has chosen thee to be a special people unto himself above all people that are upon the face of the earth. Now, he's not talking about the planet. The Lord did not set his love upon you, nor chose you because you were more in number than any people. You were, for you were the fewest of all people. But because the Lord watched this past tense, loved past tense you, because he would keep the covenant, the oath, which he swore to your fathers. And the reason why they were holy, because if, the, if Abraham was holy, then they holy. If Isaac is holy, they holy. If Jacob is holy, they holy. That's how they looked at it. Because they, they were the olive tree. And these people here was a part of that olive tree. And the way we got saved, God made us a part of that olive tree. He grafted us in. Amen. Now some of y'all, maybe trivia, may know, but some of y'all may know what grafting is. But I'm going to tell you anyway, you need to know these things. Graft it in. I'm going to use, I'm gonna use this, this because when you graft in something, now I don't know how, how close you can get your camera. Can you get your camera close to what I'm doing up here, over here? All right. Now graft, 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 not draft, but G. All right. If you take something and graft it, you take a, like for example, I'm going to use the big one here, is the olive tree. This Israel. Now God want to put us in it. What he got to do is he have to do a female part of the grafting. Now if this part is cut up, you see that? Can you see how that cut shaped up? You got to fix the female part like this to graft. And it goes down on there. Am I, am I doing all right grafter over there? Y'all know. You graft. You got, if you're going to graft something, you got to make, make it this way. Then you take the opposite, just like this, and put it over there. Then you take strings or whatever you're going to use, and you have to tape that right there. That's going to become a knot. Well, I'm talking about when it grows, you're going to see a big knot in the tree. That's going to grow, and that's going to, this, this tree is going to give life to what you graft down into it. That's what God did with us. God drafted us, grafted us into the olive tree. So you don't, you don't have what you have because you're more than them. And what happened, and what, this is why when you read Romans chapter 11, you're going to see they were broken off because of unbelief. But guess what God did? He grafted them in, uh, back in again. And that's what he talked talk about. You got to understand, that's what God said. If they would repent and turn back to the Lord, God would graft them back in again. And those who did come back, that's what God did. That's how he saved them. He grafted them. And get the Lord a big hand. At least you understand about grafting. All right, I'm coming back, over, I'm coming back to your camera over here. Now, in Deuteronomy chapter number 7 again, verse 6 says, Thou art holy people unto the Lord thy God. God has chosen you to be a special people unto himself. Above all people that are upon the face of the earth, the Lord did not set his love upon you, nor chose you because you were more in number than any people. You were the fewest of all people. But because the Lord passed and loved you, and because he would keep the oath of the covenant which he swore, 
unto your fathers hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of abundance for the hand, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, he's the faithful God, which keep his covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandment to a thousand generations. But that wasn't all. This is the other part that don't forget. He repayeth them that hate him to their face. And he destroyed them, to destroy them. He would not be slack to him that hated him. He will repair him to his face. Now, to them, they know if you don't keep God's covenant, you become God's enemy. All right. But now that's, that's one side. Let's go show you one more. And that's I, uh, Exodus 19, 1 through 6. Exodus. You and Deuteronomy go back to Exodus. See, their salvation was totally different than yours. And I'm going to go to that when I'm going to teach you. Soon I finish this, I'm going to show you their salvation was they shall be saved. See, that's not your salvation. So that's why you got people going to church today. They still believe they shall be saved. Shall be saved is not have nothing to do with a new spirit. It had nothing. That, that just shall be saved. Because you call in the name of the Lord. You, you run on the, the road and here come a car ran a red light and you call Jesus. He saved you. That shall be saved. But that don't mean you got the spirit because he, he didn't let you get run over. Exodus chapter 19. See, we, we, take, we take that to mean I'm saved. That don't mean you got, that don't mean you're saved. In the third month, Deuteronomy chapter number, Exodus 19, I'm sorry. Exodus 19 and verse 1. In the third month, when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day came they into the wilderness of Sinai. And they were departed from Rephidim and were come to the desert of Sinai and had pitched in the wilderness and, the, and, it, and there Israel camped before the mountain. And Moses went up to God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shall thou say to the house of Jacob. Remember that. Watch what he called him. The house of Jacob. And tell the children of Israel. The house of Jacob, the children of Israel. You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bear you on eagle's wing, and I brought you unto myself. Now therefore, if you would obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant... Then you shall be, watch this, a peculiar treasure. Now remember, this is why Christ came and confirmed the covenant in, in uh, Romans 15 and 8. You want to write that in your Bible. Romans 15 and 8. Christ came and confirmed the covenant. So when Christ died on that cross and obeyed God's word, he obeys God's law. He obeyed every jot and tittle of God's law. He was not just doing it for himself. He did it for Israel. See, he obeyed the law for them. All right, here we go. Now, therefore, verse 6, I'm sorry, verse 5, you, if you would obey, if you would obey, they, they didn't. Indeed, and keep my covenant, you shall be a peculiar people unto me above all people on the face of the earth, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be unto me kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak to the children of Israel. Now, did they ever become that? Let me show you to you in Revelation. Revelation chapter 1. So this is what you got to understand. Once Christ came and obeyed every jot and every children of God's law, he did this for Israel. So, they, so what God promised them, 
could become theirs. Revelation chapter 1, we're going to start reading with verse 4. John to the churches, to the seven churches which are in Asia. Grace be to you and peace from him that is, and which is, and which was, and which is to come from the seven spirits which are before his throne. And from Jesus Christ, watch this, who is the faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead, the prince of the kings of the earth. Watch this. He is the prince of the kings of the earth. Unto him that loved us, again, past tense, and washed us from our sins, watch this, in his own blood. And when he did that, he, he fulfilled the covenant for them. Watch this. But he did it for them. Watch this. And he has made us kings and priests. Past, past tense. Made us kings and priests unto God and to his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. See, he made them kings and priests to fulfill the covenant. So you have to understand why he had to die on the cross. It was just not to save us from our sins. It was also, it was to redeem Israel. See, that's why. Go back, let me show you that in uh, Galatians 3.13. So when he did this, we were able to get the Holy Spirit also. Galatians chapter 3, coming back to your camera over here. Coming back to your camera. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13 says, Christ hath, past tense, Israel, has redeemed us, Israel, from the curse of the law. Because you know it wasn't under us. We were not under the law. Being made a curse for us. See, that's what he did for them. He was made a curse for them. As it is written, curses everyone that hangeth on the tree. But why did he do it? That the blessings of Abraham, that we could be grafted in, that the blessings of Abraham, watch this, might come on the Gentiles. See, if Christ had not died on the cross, the blessings that, that, that came from Israel, came from Abraham, we're going to show it to you in a moment, came also on the Gentiles, that through Christ, through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So that was the only way we can get the Holy Spirit. Same thing in Ephesians chapter 1, uh, 13 told us. All right. Now, I want you to write down, shall be saved. I want to give you some of this. I got about 11 minutes left on this service. And I want to show you when the Bible says, and I'm going to stay focused straight ahead. I'm going to give you guys a break. Or you all can do your thing. All right. I want to show you the word shall be saved. Now, let's go to Romans eleven twenty-five. We're going to start there. And I'm going to take this. I want to go through it really quickly. Because I want to show you that's their covenant. Their covenant was they shall be saved. Because they were chosen by grace. By grace, you are saved. So that's why I say if you're still waiting for the Lord to come, you, you, gang, you gang up with the shall be saved group. And I want to show you if you shall be saved, it means you are not saved. Do you understand? <laughs> All right. You can't have the cake and your, and your ice cream too, okay? All right, here we go. Quote Maga L. Crumb. All right. Romans eleven twenty five. Romans chapter 11, 25. Okay, I'm going to come back to you. Romans chapter 11, verse 25. Watch what it says. For I would not 
For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceit. That blindness, in part, is happening to Israel until the fullness of the Gentile become in. Now, I'm going I'm I'm to have to teach you on that because most people read that in my day and says, well, he's talking about until the footers of Gentile become in or until all the Gentile get saved or a certain amount of Gentile get saved. Yeah, but you're not talking about in the dispensation of grace. See, they make that all the way down here. That really don't mean that. And when I go and show it to you, it, you're going to see, wow, and most people still believe. Well, no, it can't be because all the Gentiles had not got saved yet. Y'all better hurry because God waited for so many Gentiles to get saved and then he's going to go back to Israel. See, he just waited for, he get so many people that Gentiles say, then they come, they're going to go back to Israel. Are you telling me God is going to leave and go back to law? See, the whole purpose of God was to put you back in grace. That's why Israel was chosen by grace already. We just got grace. We found grace, praise God. They were chosen by grace. We found grace. All right, Romans chapter 11 and verse number uh, 26. And so all Israel, watch this now, shall be saved. Now, the only way you can clarify that is you've got to be able to read, let me just do it for you, Daniel chapter 12. See, when the Bible says all Israel shall be saved, you've got to clarify that because they shall be saved. Your salvation is not shall be. By grace, you are saved. Now, here we go. Are you there? Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. Okay, there we go. And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince, who is standing for the children of thy people, come on Israel, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never since there was a nation, talking about Israel, even to that same time. And at that time, thy people, watch this, thy people shall be saved. Now here it don't say saved, it shall be delivered. Because what you know, it means saved. Thy people shall be saved. They go with Romans eleven twenty six. Everyone that shall be found written in the book. So when he's talking about shall be saved, he's talking about the chosen. Let me say it again. He's talking about who? The chosen. Why? Because their names are what? Their names are written in book. See, if you go through this book and you look at all the ones that were chosen, they are in the book of life. So it can't be talking about us. Not all of Israel was in the book. <laughs> you know, because Romans, uh, Revelation chapter 7 told you it was 144,000. Twelve from each tribe was in the book. All right. So that, that's why when you read Daniel, it'll tell you. Well, let's keep reading Daniel while we're there. He said, my people uh, shall be delivered, everyone that shall be found written in the book. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to, some to shame and everlasting contempt. You got that right? All right, now that's all I needed from there. So let's go back to... Uh, Romans chapter 11 and verse number 26 again. It says, so all Israel shall be saved. Now we understand what he's talking about. All shall be saved who are written in the book of life. 
You remember what Moses said, if you don't forgive Israel, blot out my name out your book? Right. And so all Israel shall be saved, as it's written, there shall come out of Zion, because that's what Jesus Christ is, was then in Zion, the deliverer. And shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob 2,000 years ago. Why? This is my covenant unto them when I shall take away their sins, not yours, their sins. As concerning the gospel, they are enemies, but for your sake, but as touching the election, they are beloved for the Father's sake. So they are God's beloved. Now don't forget that word beloved is talking about Israel. That's why Jesus was called the beloved. For the gifts and the calling of God, this is where you got that from, the gifts and the calling of God without repentance, because that's what God told Israel. All right? Now, I'm going, I'm going to be doing some more of that, but not now. I want to do some of these on, on shall be saved. All right. I started off with that, but now let's go look at Numbers 10 and 9. We're going to go fast. Saved from their enemies. I'm not going to it. They can go to it back there, but I'm moving on. Numbers chapter 10, verse 9. Israel shall be saved. So use the word shall be. Numbers chapter 10, verse 9. I'm just going to mark in my Bible, and I'm gone. From here, I'm going to be going to Isaiah 45, 17. Numbers chapter 10, and verse number 9, just one verse. There it is. And I'm just going to write Isaiah 45 and verse 17. And if you go to war in your land against the enemy that oppress you, then you shall blow, the, blow with alarm with a trumpet and you shall be remembered before the Lord your God. You shall be saved from your enemy. All right. Let's go to Isaiah 45, 17. Everything you see shall be, shall be is Israel. And there are people who base in their churches on shall be saved. Isaiah chapter 45. I'm going to give you a cup in the Old Testament, a cup in the New Covenant. And my time will be gone for today. Isaiah chapter 45. And verse number 17. But Israel shall be saved. But Israel shall be saved in the Lord with an everlasting salvation. Israel shall be saved. Oh, so you know we're talking about Israel now, right? All right. Let's go to Matthew 24, 13. You can put it in your note. I'm not going to it. Matthew 10, 22. Matter of fact, I got time to do both of those right quick. Matthew 10, 22, Matthew 24, 13. Matthew chapter 10, 22. This is what uh, Jesus says to his disciples when he sent them out. And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endure unto the end shall be saved. See, you follow shall be saved. It's the same thing. I'm not going to Matthew 24, 13. You can do that yourself. John chapter 10, verse 9. See, you could just go through the word of God. The word of God is filled. Everything that shall be is not yours. That's why I keep saying, you can just hold on till you are saved. 
So you go, when you go to somewhere and somebody come and tell you, well, you're going to give an altar call and all you are not saved, you can come on up. You, don't, you should not be at the altar. John chapter 10, verse 9. I am the door by any man, by if any man enter in, if, 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 if any man enter in, he shall be saved. He shall be saved. If they enter in. Well, you already entered in. See, don't go try to enter it again. Go to Acts 15, 11. If you die and go to hell, it's not going to be my fault. Acts chapter 15, verse 11. Now, if you start at verse 7, you're going to realize, Peter, go back to verse 7. I'm not going to trust you to do it. I'm going to do it myself. And when Peter, and when they had much disputing, Peter, Peter rose up. Peter's talking. Peter said to them, men and brethren, you know how that a good while ago, God made choice among us. He did. That the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the, of the gospel and believe. And God, which knoweth the hearts and bear them witness, give the, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did to us. And he put no difference between us and them, purifying, purifying their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why tempt you to tempt you God and put a, a yoke up on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we are able to bear? But, here's my verse. But we believe, I want to know who it is to, but we believe that through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, if you don't know the word, you're going to think that's us. But how are you going to know the difference? By the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. See, Peter's speaking. Peter said, by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved. We shall be, why? Because God's going to come back and get them. Look at Romans chapter 5. See, if you just follow the Bible, just, if you write down, shall be saved, you realize, not you. Romans 5, 9 and 10. And when I go to get to Romans, I'm going to write down Acts 15, 11. That's how you do it. Romans chapter 5, verse 9. See, they're going to be saved. Going to be saved from what? Romans chapter 5. Well, he's not talking about what you're talking about. Romans 5, 9 and 10. I'm going to write Acts here, 15, 11. See, shall be saved. Shall be. Well, let's read it. Romans chapter 5 and verse 9 said, Men and brethren, being now, being now justified by the blood, we shall be saved. Well, it can't be you, can it? See, some of y'all still won't say that. Come on, you are saved, right? Well, you can't shall be. You can't have both. If somebody walked up to you as a woman and said, you are pregnant, and then they turn around and say, you shall be, no, 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 I am. That's how sure you're supposed to be with your salvation. I am saved. All right, not shall be. See, that's what happens when people are still waiting for the Lord to come. What are they waiting for? To be saved. Much more being now justified by blood, we shall be saved. That's Israel. They were justified by his blood. How was you justified? You got that, ain't you? You were justified by his resurrection. Now I'm going to give you a scripture for it. 
1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 14 and 17. It said, if Christ did not rise from the dead, you are yet in your sins. Because you are not justified by the blood, you're justified by the resurrection. Romans 4, 25. When he raised from the dead, he, he raised us from the dead to make us right with God. Can you understand how you got to know how to write and divide the word of God? That's what I'm saying to you. That's why so many people don't know. I'm telling you, for many years, God had to help me. I, had to, I, I have to study this every day because I got to know. All right. So verse 10, they were, verse 9 said, much more, being not justified by the blood, we shall be saved, watch this, from wrath. That's what they was waiting to be saved from, God's wrath. Through him. Verse 10 said, For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved when he returns. Saved by his life. Saved when he returns. So when you read the Bible, you'll find out when the Lord returned, they was comforted about when you see Israel comforted about with armies. See, that's when the Lord came back. My time is up. I thank you for yours. So, give the Lord a great big hand. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.